the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Time for the only radio show of its kind. Auctioneers of antiques. Collectors of cool. Veterans of vintage. It's the Donnelly Auctions Hour on AM560, The Answer. For the next hour, enjoy great information about buying and selling antiques and collectibles. And some interesting stories. Now, the Donnelly Auctions Hour. Welcome to the Donnelly Auctions Hour. Thank you for joining us again this Saturday at 1 o'clock. We're on till 2 today. But you know what? Randy and I were just talking about what has been going on at our auction hall this week. And we're going to give you a quick update on what happens in a normal day. Not even normal, typical day. But I'm Susan. I'm here with Randy Donnelly. We are owners of Donnelly Auctions in Union, Illinois. We're just 60 miles west of Chicago. And we're here to talk about a typical day at Donnelly Auctions. You know, Susan, uh, uh, thank you uh, for that uh, introduction, by the way. But, uh, um, you know... It's funny because Saturday is, is still a work day for us, but I, I always feel like we come uh, to the show and we're recapping our week as to what's going on. So it's it's really kind of fun. But I, I want to start out by, by saying this morning we walk into, or this afternoon right now, we walk into the studio and I find out for the first time that uh, Keith tells me our, our cough button is actually... Actually, just a fake for for my purposes, <laughs> I guess. All this time, I thought this equipment in front of me actually worked, well, and just it's just to um... coughing and slurping your coffee. <laughs> so my it's gosh. just it's just to keep Randy busy uh, playing with dials here. But actually, none of this equipment works in front of me. <laughs> well, that's why we like doing our show the way it is. This yes. is us. This is how we talk. This is how we goof around. Okay. We love to have well, fun. Thank, thank you, Keith. <laughs> but we did survive the heat this week. We hope everybody else out there survived the heat. That was crazy. Oh, yeah. So in amongst all of that, you know, it was really hard to cool down our, our huge auction gallery because the ceilings are so high. So it was a little toasty in there. But tell us about everything that happened this week. I just can't well, get know, over. I have to look at the calendar. And, I, I'm not go even going to do that. I'm, I'm not going to talk about the whole week. I'm going to just talk about a day. One day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is all in one day. Yeah, so when you know, people come and apply for jobs with us, they're like, tell us about a typical day. I go, I, I can't. I can't predict what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. Every it, day is different. It, it truly is so much fun because it's it's like a parade of people walking through here. Yes. And, uh, uh, you know, just in one day, here's a, a typical day. Um, a guy walks in, um, you know, uh, people, again, we invite you to come <laughs> Sounds like you're telling you, a joke. You, a guy stuff. walks in the door. <laughs> well, it's true. guy walks in with, um, you know, a bunch of antique toy trains, and he had a couple military helmets. He's been listening to us on the air, so he's bringing what we're asking for. And um, a really cool... Um, uh, regimental plate from from World War II and and and, and a box of costume jewelry. I mean, all these things that really don't tie in with one another, but they're stuff that we're asking for. And so, as as I'm uh, checking all this stuff in, because we're going to sell it all, uh, it just ten minutes later, 
a guy walks in and he said, hey, uh, I've got some guns in my car. And he uh, brings us uh, 12 firearms. I bring Neil out, you know, to, uh, uh, to, to look at the guns and give him pre-auction estimates and everything. And, of course, uh, we can sign those. And just right almost like on cue, okay, he's done. Who's next? Um, uh, a, a guy calls and he said, you know, I've got the doors off the front of a tilted kilt restaurant. Yeah, remember those? Uh, well, I remember Tilted Guilds. I bet you um, do. Oh, hey, I mean, the restaurant, on. yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, We went there for the wings like Hooters, right? Of course. <laughs> so uh, so I said, you know, text me a quick photo, and they were kind of cool. And even though they're not antique, you know, I, I look at these doors and I say, well, what, what guy doesn't want those for his man cave, the front entrance of a man cave, set of double doors, beveled glass. and uh, They have stainless uh, stained glass on there? Or no? uh, they weren't stained glass, but uh, the beveled glass, and then they had large uh, decals of uh, the tilted gilt waitress okay. uh, on, on both doors. Cool. So, I mean, what what a cool thing. I just like know? how all these things are so eclectic. We do ask for certain items on our radio show, but the other things that people talk to us about are things we never expect, yeah, like these doors. Yeah. They're great. They'd be great for a man cave. So, again, I get off the phone and... <laughs> The next guy walks in, and he's got a big uh, uh, wooden carving of, of the Mills Novelty logo. Um, it was a dealer sign for anybody that would have been selling uh, slot machines or arcade equipment or, or what have you. So, so here he again hears us on the radio talking about Mills, and it, you know brings so us. People are actually listening. That's great. What? Thank you, folks. <laughs> I, saw I hope that, you're I, listening. I saw that sitting on the table. It's what, maybe 12-inch diameter or 18-inch uh, diameter? Maybe a little bigger than that. But, uh, but it's a wood plaque, Hand-carved right? wood and, and painted, uh, which with had the Mills Novelty logo on it. So, again, that's going to fit right into the November slot machine and, and jukebox uh, auction. And he also had a, um, a glass cabinet. Uh, a countertop uh, wooden cabinet that uh, might have been used either in a hardware store or could have even been in a General bakery for, mm-hmm. for pies or anything like that. Nope, I just got caught in my cord here. And, uh, uh, you know, it's just the, the stuff just keeps walking in. And so here I've got uh, uh, I've got this guy uh, t- talking about uh, Mills Novelty and and how they got this sign and everything. And don't I get a phone call? Don't I get a phone call? Uh, at the same time, we're talking about Mills, and a guy calls and he said, hey, you know, um, I've got a Mills Vilano. You know, now we've talked about those on the on the show repeatedly, uh, um, a coin-operated Nickelodeon that plays a violin and a piano. And he said, do you have one of those for your auction yet? And I said, well, actually, we do. But we can have uh, two. I mean, we've had as many as four of those in, in one auction. Of course, yeah. And still done very, very well. So here, you know, I'm, I'm on the phone and I, I can sign a, a Mills uh, uh, a Mills Vailon. So uh, then uh, I go back to the gentleman, you know, who's waiting patiently for me, and and he also pulls out of his car a uh, a barber pole, the type that used to mount on the side of the wall uh, in, in front of a barber shop, and, and just a nice uh, 
you know, the, the typical glass cylinder with the red, white, and blue, you know, the sign that almost every barber shop used to have. I don't know if they even use those anymore, do they? I don't think they do, but um, are they still valuable today? Oh, my God. Um, there, there's so many uh, collectors for, for barbershop uh, items that uh, uh, barber poles are, are really uh, collectible just on their own. People collect just barbershop poles that might not want the back bars and, and the chairs and, and everything else that we know goes along with it. There's people just collecting barber poles. That's right. And you know what the red, white, and blue stood for in the helix of the barber pole? Well, if you're asking, I bet, I'm I'm asking, I bet you yeah. know because okay. I don't. Because <laughs> I did do my research on that. The red stands for the blood. The white are the bandages, and the blue are, stands represents the veins. Because wait, wait a second, why why would there be blood and veins that at a barber shop? Barber? Because back in the day, they used to also be surgeons and dentists, so you could go in and get a shave and a tooth extraction. Wait a second, back at in the, the day, same time. how far back <laughs> in the day did they have to go when barbers were were actually uh, uh, surgeons? I mean, that must have been 17. way, way back. Yeah, long time ago. So they stopped doing that. They said, hey, okay, you guys stick to being a barber, and we'll let the doctors handle the operations. Because they used to do castrations, too. <laughs> Can you imagine that? So because of all the the blood and the bandages, because they used to do bloodletting also, if you haven't learned about what bloodletting is, that's what George Washington died of. Um, Look that up. It's very interesting because they used to hang the bandages out in the wind and they used to blow in the wind. And that's kind of how they came up with the swirling effect of a barber pole. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, very interesting. So, yeah, today those are still valuable, especially the ones with the white globe on the top. Or the ones that stand seven feet tall that are carved wood that they used to use outside in the storefront. Well, we've had uh, quite a few of the old wooden ones go through auctions already. They really do well. But the ones that I find uh, uh, most people right now seem to be looking for is the the very early electric uh, poles, you know, stand seven foot tall. But even earlier than that, they used to be hand cranked. Hand cranked, yes. And they used to last about eight hours. Mm Mm-hmm. So we're looking for barber poles, folks. They are a great fit for our November annual fall classic. That's like the third week in November. Uh, call us at 815-923-7000 if you have any barbership memorabilia. That includes barbershop, mugs, bars, chairs, anything related to that. Old scissors. I think all of that is a great category for our November auction. Well, I, I just want to say, wait a minute. I'm not even close to being done with, with one day. With, with I guess we're going to have to talk more about that in the next segment. So, okay, I so want to keep going. I want to tell ahead. people one day. what a typical day at Donnelly Auctions <laughs> But we do is like, like people to call us and set up an appointment. Too. These are all appointments that we had, so we knew they were coming. We knew they were coming. Okay. So more happening at Donnelly Auctions, folks. Don't go anywhere because we're going to tell you about some very interesting things that also came in this week. And... Call us at 815-923-7000. You're listening to the Donnelly Auctions Hour right here on AM560, The Answer. They've been called auctioneers of antiques, collectors of cool, even veterans of vintage. And they can introduce themselves. Thanks for listening. This is the Donnelly Auctions Hour on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to the Donnelly Auctions Hour. I'm Susan. I'm co-owner of Donnelly Auctions in Union, Illinois. And Randy and I are just sitting here talking about... A typical day 
at Donley Auctions, and we're not even halfway through the list in a day. So life is busy at our auction hall, isn't it? It, it really is. And uh, again, it's just so much fun to see what comes in. Um, and, you know, but uh, we were talking in the last segment, all, all the stuff that that walks in and and I, I wasn't again. I wasn't nearly done with, with, with a typical day. This is all the same day, uh, mind you. Um, you know, w- one thing as as I was um, dealing with the last gentleman who had walked in the door, Brett, uh, who works with us and, and does a lot of our pickups. A lot of you out there know Brett. Uh, he comes to your homes and uh, picks things up for us with some of our staff. Um, he pulls up with the trailer. And he has just picked up an Encore banjo machine. I saw that. Now, we just, uh, in the last segment, talked about a Mills Vilano, Mm -hmm. where for a coin, you used to be able to put a nickel in and you would uh, hear a piano and a violin play. Well, how about this? You put in a nickel in an Encore banjo machine, and this would have been in saloons or restaurants and everything around the turn of the century. Probably, uh, they were probably using these as late as maybe 1930 would have been the cutoff for this. But it um, it, it played a banjo. Uh, imagine a, a mechanical machine having the skill sets to be able to play a banjo from a paper roll. They're really sought after, and they I know we are. have a couple people looking for those in November, so... Yes, I'm glad that's coming up. So, so that walks in, uh, you know, w- with Brett, uh, and, and at the same time, guy walks in, got a really a, a neat horse race uh, game, and uh, he was a, a gentleman who had been a consigner with us in the past. He had brought in some guns and everything, and when he brought his guns in, he knew about us as a gun auction. But until he looked around the room, he really didn't know the scope of all the different fields that we get into. So he's uh, he's clearing out the house and finds this antique horse race game that uh, is really, really a, a neat piece. It's like a roulette game almost, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. It's uh, a great and, piece. And it's got um, a big, uh, uh, well, larger lead horses on it that mm-hmm. go around in a circle, spin around in a circle. And uh, he said, well, how about this? Of course, we yes. we take it because it fits right into the November auction. And uh, just as he was leaving, he, he says to me, you know, uh, when I was a kid, I played with uh, Hot Wheels uh, uh, cars. I, I used to collect them. He said, is there any, uh, any point in me bringing in the Hot Wheels? And I go, <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take Hot Wheels, you know, because we're always telling our, our audience out there, we're telling you, ladies and gentlemen, that people are collecting today what they remember. Um, they're not necessarily buying grandpa's antiques. We all think of antique collecting from what we remember our parents, our grandparents and everything collected. So when we think of them as toy collectors, they were collecting antique, a uh, cast iron arcade uh, farm uh, toys or or uh, uh, tin toys and, and things like that. But uh, uh, items, you know, from the 1960s and 70s are very collectible right now because, let's face it, they're, they're already 50, 60 years old. Childhood memories. I'm pretty sure my brother had a bunch of matchbox well, and Hot Wheels. Uh, hot Wheels, uh, nonetheless, uh, you know, uh, came out in... Um, I, if memory serves me, 1968, 69, right around there. And the owner of Mattel um, actually saw his son 
playing with uh, some toys that uh, he had bought, which were matchbox uh, cars. And, uh, and oh, game on. I, I mean, uh, a gentleman owns a company <laughs> that manufactures toys and sees his son playing with something else. He comes up with his version. Um, but the, the old matchbox toys used to be very well detailed and exact kind of replicas of, of, of cars that, that were in production at the time. Whereas the Hot Wheels kind of took it to the next level and made them, um, fancier and, and a little more exotic and, and right. They're like hot rods and exactly. things you don't normally see on the street. Kind of souped up models, yeah. you know, uh, so they weren't necessarily the exact replicas. And, and I, I think at that time, if a kid had the option of playing with an exact replica of his dad's station wagon, or or a car that had uh, wild colors and big fins and stickers all over it. Um, Hot Wheels just immediately took off. Now, one thing that you need to look at if you've got Hot Wheels at home is the the tires on them. The the right. first ones, the early ones, had instead of white wall tires, they had a little red line uh, around the, the wheels and they're they're referred to as red lines now. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know some of those red lines, well the red lines are certainly uh, very, very collectible, but um, some of them, I mean some of these cars, they do go into the thousands of dollars. And that's why I, I try all the time to to let everybody out there know, that these look at your tires on your little matchbox cars. For <laughs> well, sure. no, it's just a matter of you. You can't be dumping all your your relics off at garage sales. You know, people are thinking, ah, that's not old. It's from the the sixties or seventies. And all of a sudden, there's the, the table of somebody's Hot Wheels in their garage sale for a quarter a piece or or even a dollar a piece. When in in reality, there. I mean, this is why people go to garage sales, because you can find a $5,000 treasure for a quarter. Yeah, and some of the most sought-after ones, one of them is an unusually colored green 1966 Opal Diplomat, a 1968 crane truck with a swing arm on it, and a double-decker bus. So if you're out at garage sales and you're looking for... Uh, red lines look for any of those <laughs> items too. Those are extremely valuable, folks. Well, you know, my point is again, a guy asks, uh, you know, what about these? And yes, we'll always look at your collections of almost anything and give you our opinions. Everything's not going to fit into the auction world. It's it's just not um, because of value. We have to have a certain price point of what we're looking for. There's got to be some meat on the bone. We like to say meat on the bone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so right after the red line, you got well, more I was going to tell you a story about, I know I've told everybody this before that instead of an engagement ring, I know you want to buy me an <laughs> oh, engagement ring. Go. Yes. I have always asked for, I just really want a 69 Camaro. I just think that'd be the place to invest the money, right? Who's with me on this? So instead I get a 69 Camaro matchbox car. <laughs> Thank you very much. So that is my constant reminder of. What's coming, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll okay, so you've outed me again. Thank you for that. <laughs> I thought it was funny. On the air, okay, with the thousands of listeners. I appreciate that. Everybody <laughs> well, yeah, knows what a chump I am right now. To be terrific, you must be specific. I didn't say <laughs> it had to be the real thing. but So we are looking for matchbox cars and Hot Wheels. Uh, well, any type of toys. Really, but, uh, good toys, antique toys, die cast, all that kind of stuff. 
because um, that's also a huge category in our November November auction. So now is the time for that. So email us to it. Consign, C-O-N-S-I-G-N, at DonleyAuctions.com. We need to know where you're located, what you have, um, and send us some pictures. Okay. So, uh, right after this. <laughs> the date continues. Uh, the date continues. This is all still one day. I know. I was uh, there. A gentleman walks in. Um, and it says, hey, I need to see Neil. Uh, because Neil is he's, our firearm expert. He, he's already made a uh, appointment, and he brings in 16, 16 World War II German pistols. Nice. Wow, what a, a collection that is. Uh, so, again, that's coming up in September if you're looking to uh, to buy September some. September 23rd, to be exact. Ah, It's our you. firearm auction, yes. Okay. And then, uh, who walks in the door? But uh, our friend Alex from TikTok Clocks. Yeah, try to say that fast. <laughs> Can't say it fast. Alex uh, is returning a uh, big, beautiful grandfather clock uh, that he's been working on for one of our uh, consigners. So we uh, made the decision that uh, repairs were necessary in order for us to get top dollar for, for the client. So we, we had the clock repaired. It's returned. It's it's a beautiful oak uh, grandfather clock that we are going to be selling in our November sale. That's right. And in our next segment, too, we're going to have David Hilp on because I want to talk more about some of these fantastic military items we have coming up on September 24th. So our next big auction um, is our camera auction. That's September 9th. I'll talk about that, too, in a little bit. And then September 23rd and 24th, firearms and military relics. Remember we talked about the Wyatt Earp collection? We have an update on that. Oh, so good. stay tuned, folks. We're going to give you a quick story about the Wyatt Earp saddle. I can't uh, wait to talk about good, that. Good. Again, call us at 815-923-7000 if you have items for auction. You're listening to the Donnelly Auctions Hour right here every Saturday on AM 560, The Answer. You're listening to the Donnelly Auctions Hour on AM 560, The Answer. Welcome back to the Donnelly Auctions Hour. You're listening to Susan and Randy Donnelly here with Donnelly Auctions in Union, Illinois. And we've been talking about... A typical day at the auction hall, which is not very typical. But before we continue on with that, I have David Hilp on the line with us. He is one of our military experts. Hi, David. Welcome to the show. Hey, David. Hi. Hi. And Good we're going to gonna talk about some of the fantastic items that have come in the door on a typical day at Donley Auctions um, for a September auction. But first, I want to give everyone an update about the Wyatt Earp collection that we got. Well, you know, uh, we we have been talking about the the Wyatt Earp pistol and vest was going to be auctioned, and then we had to pull, pull it, it out. Yeah, uh, and we pulled it simply because, as we were reading the provenance on it, um, it said that uh, along with the pistol and the vest, the, uh, the uh, family had been given a saddle that had Wyatt Earp's name on it. So when we called the family. Uh, it turns out, yes, they had the saddle. They were sell, having us sell the pistol and the vest. And we said, well, wait a minute. Let's not break up the grouping. Uh, let, let's sell it all. So we actually pulled it out of our, our last gun and military auction. We were able to have the um, the saddle brought to us from Colorado. Right. And uh, here now we have Wyatt Earp's pistol, his vest, and saddle 
which will be up for sale in our September That's auction. That's right, and all of the supporting documentation that goes with it. So yesterday I saw you take it out of the frame because it was nicely displayed. Take it out of the frame, open up the vest, and what do you find inside? Well, uh, the the name, his name, uh, Wyatt Earp's name, and a laundry mark uh, was in it in uh, Chinese characters. Interesting mm-hmm. Chinese laundry from that, that period of time. And um, but the provenance paper had said that it was in there. So we wanted to make sure it was in there. How do you sell it framed and say, well, maybe it's there. So what I love about it, too, is the sweat mark going down the middle of the back. And we should do some DNA testing on that. I I think that would be awesome. You know, that's no joke, because there are plenty of collectors who collect world famous DNA. That's right. That's a thing. And we've we've actually sold DNA. Yeah. We have sold DNA at Donley Auctions, so uh, there you go. Well, this particular item, it's framed, it's notarized. There's a letter signed by John H. Flood dated January 13, 1929. explains how all of the items came into his possession. What a great lot that will be up for auction September 24th. Mark your calendars, folks. <laughs> all right. Hey, David, we didn't forget about you. I know you're out there. Um, yeah. We have some other great military relics in the September auction, and the purpose of us telling you about these items, folks, is because these are the types of items we're looking for for future auctions. So tell us about that Civil War flag that I I saw you working on the other day. Uh, That flag is uh, really spectacular. It's uh, made of silk, and the backstory is, and we have Providence going back to to the late 20s, and then through the 40s and the 50s and the transfer of ownership, and it was on public display and when it was in museums and in collectors' hands. And the backstory is it was uh, right after the Civil War. It's a civil, uh, post-Civil War battle flag made by women in South Carolina, given uh, as a, uh, a gift to the, to the George Washington Artillery Regiment. And it's uh, beautifully uh, made silk with bullion wire, and it's uh, it's tastefully framed, and it's just it's just spectacular. And the providence of showing the ch- the change of hands, the people that have owned it, uh, the providence of of where it came from, even even an early nineteen. 19- 30s dispute on what exa- when executive flag was made, and it is just a powerful statement uh, about our you know about the the war of the rebellion you know the Civil War. Wow! And you know what I love about it is there are only a couple of survivors that are known to exist of this flag. Right, I think they had it down to like there's a, a one other, maybe t- uh, two others that are known to exist and and uh, as of today. What do you think the value of the flag is, David? Any ideas yet? Well, uh, you know, it, it looks like that I was, if I was going to put a pre-auction estimate, I would say somewhere between four and 10000 Oh, wow. Boy, that's pretty reasonable, I would think, for a Civil War flag. Um, I have heard, uh, uh, again, of certain Civil War flags going, you know, for, um, you know, much, much higher. And is that because uh, even though this is a, a Civil War flag, it's still post-war? Right. It looks like that the final determination that's come to the last 20, 30 years that it was made right after the Civil War, but it was made by the women of South Carolina, uh, upper class women, as a gift to this newly formed regiment in the post-Civil War era. So it was a presentation piece. Mm-hmm. A presentation piece, correct. Wow. And, you know, and if I can say one thing that uh, about uh, the way that we've handled this flag is that the one thing I appreciate is that uh, – once we received it, we didn't let the just the information that we we had stand. You know, Randy, you went out and you hired an expert 
who pulled the research on it. And yep, you, yep. You, pay, you paid for that research to really make sure that we were completely covered with, uh, with even a current expert's opinion and documentation. And that 13-page that report also goes with the flag. Yeah, provenance is key. Now, David, um, if you've got some time, we'd like to hold you for the uh, uh, next segment because I, I think there's a lot we should talk about yet. We still have some great items that came in this week. Uh, we're going to touch base on that in our next segment, too, so don't go anywhere. But that rare-framed... Civil War battle flag will be up for auction September 24th. Mark your calendars. But if you do have anything like that, any military memorabilia, give us a call at 815-923-7000 or email us at consign at donleyauctions.com. We will talk to you and we'll even let you talk to one of our experts and give you next steps. So don't go anywhere, folks. You're listening to us on AM 560, The Answer. Now, more of the Donnelly Auctions Hour on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to the Donnelly Auctions Hour. Susan and Randy Donnelly here with Donnelly Auctions in Union, Illinois. We're talking about upcoming auctions, items that have come in the door, things that are of value that you might have at home that you might want to put in an auction. I have David Hilp on the line with us today. Hi, David. Hi. Hi. Thanks for joining us for this segment as well. I want to talk about that motorcycle. You want to tell us about yeah. the motorcycle? Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty interesting. In fact, it's kind of timely since there's a war in Ukraine going on. But uh, this is a uh, Russian-Ukrainian motorcycle and sidecar that was built in 1979. Uh, it, it's made exactly to the specs of a BMW because after World War II, the Russians came in and took the BMW factories and moved them to Russia. And this one was built in 79 with sidecar. And it was made to be configured as a German World War II motorcycle and sidecar, you know, famous in movies from Hogan's Heroes to The Great <laughs> Escape. And uh, it's uh, it's only got 212 original miles on it, and it's made to look just like a World War II German one. So it's quite a conversation piece, uh, and uh, it's it's in uh, you know low miles, and it's ready for just a minor restoration, and it's ready to, ready to hit the road. And if you want to see any photos of it, go to our website. We took some yesterday with Tucker, the auction dog, driving it <laughs> with me in the sidecar. So try to you know make it a little more interesting. That's for sure. You know, um, I, I love vehicles. Military vehicles are are always always fun, and and some of the original World War II vehicles. Um, the guys restore and they don't want to use them in reenactments because, you know, uh, of the value and, and the price. So this motorcycle is really neat and unique because it looks exactly like a, a World War II uh, German motorcycle. So um, but for for price wise, uh, this is a, a, a great piece. It's it's very affordable and can be used in reenactments. Wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. Yes, yeah. The, in fact, the original owner who put the 212 miles, he just used it at reenactments. And then it was just a, a number of people that, that bought it and thought that they were going to get their motorcycle license and never did. Yeah. And, uh, and then it ends up at, the, at, the, at Donnelly for, for the, the next person to have and enjoy. You know, and ladies and gentlemen, we we certainly do a lot of military vehicles. Uh, you heard a, a few weeks ago Bob Boyce, a famous race car driver, uh, on the on the line with us, uh, he sold a World War II Jeep through us, and at that time we actually um, 
uh, transported the Jeep out to a military vehicle collector's show in Indiana and uh, and showed it off uh, for, for the auction. So we'll do all of the proper promotion that's necessary to get you top dollar for your military vehicles. And I always like to break uh, bring up that uh, municipalities very often want to uh, sell off or get rid of um, pieces that they've had in in uh, uh, parks and, and and around town on street corners and everything. So Donley Auctions can help you too if you're a municipality uh, that would like to uh, uh, sell off a military vehicle. We can can help you with that. We were on vacation last week and drove down the street and randy saw a tank on the side of the road so what do you think he did we had to pull over pull over and i think your business card is on there now (laughs) you never know (laughs) so if you see anything like that tanks cannons motorcycles anything grandpa or great grandpa had give us a call at 815-923-7000 and we will tell you what it's worth yep so so what else uh, uh do we have coming up i you know, I, I think last uh, last week we did mention that the uh, ordinance collection was either coming in at that point or was here, but it is now. Um, it's here. Yeah, I, I don't know if we had it last Saturday. It was I think it, one of the days everything that was happening it came in that yeah. day too. <laughs> so the, this huge huge ordinance collection came in from uh, I think Virginia. T- tell us just a little bit about that. I, I don't think it's going to be in this n- next auction, but tell us the type of things that people can can find in this collection. Uh, this was uh, this was the collection of one of the biggest notable uh, ordnance collectors in the country. And for people that don't know what ordnance is, it's basically grenades, landmines, fuses, and things that go boom from World War One, <laughs> World War Two, Vietnam, Korea, Gulf Wars, and this uh, and everything that, that either what police departments would use, what foreign countries would use, and. Uh, they're all safe and inert, and they won't go off, but they look fantastic on, on someone's shelf or for another advanced collector. There's some truly, truly uh, the, the, some of the rarest of grenades in this collection. I think we need to call that auction in September things that go boom. That might attract some attention. <laughs> I get well, a lot of people out here. <laughs> we have to be careful with that, too. Um, but but I will say that uh, uh, we transported this ourselves. We uh, we flew my brother down uh, uh, to, to pick this up, rent a truck, and bring it back. For that very reason, I, I mean, these are not the type of things necessarily uh, that, that you want to uh, throw in the mail or, 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 or transport with people that, Aren't familiar with how with many items that. would you say came in, David? Uh, it appears that if we add it all up, it's going to be over 15, uh, 1,500 individual items. Some of them will probably be lotted, but many of them are so incredibly rare they're going to be uh, uh, listed on their own. They're going to be lotted on their own. And we are not selling all of that at once, and tell them why. Well, uh, if, I, if I can speak to that, is that mm-hmm. uh, we, we try to make sure that that if you put too much of, of one collection, one great collection out at one time, you know, there's the collectors that have deep pockets and they can afford to spend huge money. And then there's a lot of collectors that, you know, they can spend 500 or a thousand or 3000, but when they, if you put too much out at once, it's, 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 you have to let the average collector have a chance to reload his finances and tell his wife what he's done. And then, <laughs> and then, and then buy at the next auction, and then it also it gets the excitement up that part two is going to be just as good or even better. That's right. David, thank you very much for that information and joining us on the Donley Auctions Hour today. We still have one more segment coming up. We're going to tell you about some other auctions we have coming up this year. We need all of you to start looking in your garages and attics. 
talk to great grandpa and see if there's anything out there of value that you'd like to put up in an auction because we're going to make it fit into your wallet. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Donnelly Auctions Hour right here on AM 560, The Answer. The Donnelly Auctions Hour continues now on AM 560, The Answer. Thanks for sticking with us during that break. You're back with Susan and Randy Donnelly at the Donnelly Auctions Hour. We're in Union, Illinois, and we were just talking about a typical day at the auction. But one of the things I noticed, we're getting lots of phone calls from people who have cameras. So we're giving a lot of information and advice on antique cameras. But we also have a fantastic camera auction coming up Saturday, September 9th. It is the camera collection of the International Photography Hall of Fame in St. Louis, Missouri. And I don't know, we've got like 600 fantastic cameras up for auction. It's going to be at our Arlington Heights facility. Um, and the address is on our website at DonleyAuctions.com. Right. And, uh, you know, you mentioned Arlington Heights. I just have to bring this up. This is a segment and segment uh, for right now that we normally talk a little bit about real estate, but which reminds me to tell everybody that... Uh, uh, the Wild West Town property is a great event center, uh, which we are, are going to be selling off that that property. And we we just sold a buffalo, um, a stuffed buffalo that people used to sit on in our bar. Yeah, it's a life uh, size. I think it's a bison, full, though. Full size or bison hump. buffalo. There's a difference. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, so we, we sell this to... Uh, 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 Kevin McCaskey, he owns a bar in Arlington Heights. The Arlington Ale House. Arlington Ale House. Yes. And um, <laughs> we, we deliver it, uh, but of course, it's too big for the elevator. It doesn't fit in the elevator. So right? Kevin had to hire a crane uh, to crane take operator. it up. operator. <laughs> and they hoisted it up outside the building. What that looked they? like, I'll tell you, a, a full-size <laughs> buffalo going... Going uh, three stories in the yes. air um, in Arlington Heights. Yeah, so um, stop by the Arlington Ale House. You can also sit on the bicycle and get your have photo your picture taken. taken on the Buffalo. Just like we did at the Wild West Town yep. back in the day. All those years. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. I want to mention the camera collection real quick because I want to talk about this rare spirograph disc motion picture projector. It's lot number 1415. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be a fantastic item up. And we also have some uh, NASA Apollo Minolta one-degree space meters. Oh, my gosh. Some great stuff. And I don't even know how to pronounce this word. A megalothoscope. There you go. By Carlo Ponti. Lot number 1015 coming rare, up. In rare, rare, rare. Rare stuff coming up in our, if you ha- have a photography hobby or you just like the looks of cameras, there's something in every range, price range for uh, people who like cameras. And, you know, uh, uh, here it is um, Saturday, and uh, we've got to get actually back to work. Got to uh, get going. Uh, right now. I've got a uh, an old high school friend coming in. His name is Carl Tesca. He's uh, uh, going to consign some items to us. And, He's a uh, faithful listener of the show, he isn't is, he? And, and Thanks, his, Carl. his son, Kevin, uh, uh, who I uh, always enjoy his company. Where'd you go uh, to high school? Uh, Morton West in Berwyn. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, so my good friends, the Tescas, uh, are on their way to the uh, to meet with me at at three o'clock now. So I, I have to uh, get going. But uh, um, little shout out to some high school friends. You bet. But I, n- next week, I, I want to talk about World's Fair in Chicago. Oh yeah, the 1893 World's Fair. Um, it just garnished so many treasures. Oh my of gosh. collectibles. We'll definitely have some information on as well what is valuable. As 
1933 World's Fair, same thing. Mm-hmm. Collectibles galore, a lot of stuff sitting in your homes, basements, That's right. Attics. We'll give you more information on the World's Fair memorabilia next week in our show. And you know what? We, sometimes we mention it, sometimes we don't. How do you bid at an auction? Well, go to our website at donleyauctions.com. You can bid live. You can come out to Arlington Heights. You can call us and put a phone bid in. You can put an absentee bid in. Whatever is most convenient for you. Or just call us if you have any questions at 815-923-7000. You're listening to the Donley Auctions Hour. I'm Susan. And I'm Randy Donley. And and we'll we'll see see you at the the auction. Thanks for listening to the Donley Auctions Hour on AM560, The Answer. Check out all the latest information on upcoming auctions and collectibles at DonleyAuctions.com. And while you're there, you can contact someone about buying or selling your collectibles or estates. That's DonleyAuctions.com. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.